Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie and you're listening to episode 12 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. Today I have my dear, dear friend, uh, Ashley Tuck of Will Drink for Travel on. She's going to be a great guest. I get so many questions about how I'm able to travel so much and I just thought, why not bring the person that I get my travel inspiration from? She answers so many questions for me, so hopefully she answers some questions for you guys. Uh, It's time for my weekly ask. Um, I really just need you guys to keep sharing and telling everyone you know about the podcast, even people you hate, the baby daddy you don't like, the baby mama you don't like. (laughs) I'm serious. It really, really warms my heart that you guys are sharing the podcast and helping me grow it in such a small amount of time. So thank you guys. Um, I think that's it for right now. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and with me today, I have a good, good girlfriend, another one, but my friends are so dope, so I couldn't not do the podcast and have them come on, but I have my friend Ashley Tuck with me. Hey, Hey, Ashley. Hi, everyone. How are you? We're good. So it's Sunday, um, Mercury Retrograde. We had a few little technical issues, but we worked through them, and here we are recording. Here we are. We're ready. So, Ashley, can you explain, you have the site, We'll Drink for Travel. Yeah. So, can you kind of explain the inspiration of why you started your site three years ago? Yeah. So, I was um, going on a trip for work to Tanzania for two months, and I wanted a way to keep my family abreast of what I was doing, you know, abroad. Like, I knew I would be doing uh, interesting things on the weekend. So, I'm like, you know, how can I, you know let everybody know all the amazing things I'm doing. So I started doing some research and I basically figured out that travel blogging was like a thing. I never really was into it before, but I saw a lot of people had different travel sites and, you know, blogs about their adventures. And I'm like, if they can do it, so can I. But then I also noticed just kind of like a lack of black travel bloggers So I'm like, you know, that was a way that would be a way for me to kind of put my experiences out there and, you know, just let everybody know that black people travel and, you know, we're doing interesting things as well. Um, And then I saw that um, having like there's a lot of kind of food blogs out there, but putting like the drink aspect on it, I didn't see a whole lot of that out there either. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, just like, like, um, when you know, when I go different places, I like to have a good cocktail and I like to sample (laughs) the, you know, the, the cocktail or the beverage from that area. And so I'm like, if I like it, of course, other people are going to like it too. So I'm like, that is what I wanted to do. And I just kind of came up with the name, we'll drink for travel and it stuck. So it's so cute. Thanks. Three years ago, three years and counting. Three years. That's crazy. It went so fast. I know, but it's been a lot of fun. I know. And look at you be on TV and stuff now, girl. Mm. You know, I'll be trying. I'm trying to do a little <laughs> I'm trying to get the word out about Will Drink for Travel. So you mentioned the Black Travel Movement. Yeah. What, who are like, besides yourself, who are some of your favorite Black Travel bloggers? Like your top three. Um, my top three. 
So I would say um, I love the guys over at Black and Abroad. Um, I, they're good. They've become good friends of mine. Um, you know, I met them a couple years ago and just, you know, we just kind of keep in touch and see, see what each other are doing. Um, I love that they kind of have, you know, um, their merchandise black and abroad. Um, and so you can kind of recognize that, you know, their movement is kind of out there, which I think is dope. Um, Another black travel blogger uh, would be um, Onika the Traveler. Um, She's like goals. Yeah, (laughs) I love like I love her voice and I love her writing. Um, And um, she found love abroad. She's lived abroad. Um, So I think she definitely has um, a unique perspective. Um, and then I would say the top, uh, the third, um, blogger to round that out. Um, there's so many that I like, um, but if I had to choose based on maybe writing, I like, um, maybe a smaller blogger called the globe getter, um, mm-hmm. Tasha Cohen. I really like her writing. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think those will be perhaps my top three. Your top three. And so traveling abroad while Black, have you ever had any like moment that stood out that made you aware that when you're abroad, they're not used to seeing Black Americans traveling? Because I know I have one. Yes. What was yours first? Because we travel <laughs> I was, a lot together, so we might have the same ones. We do. And I think because I blogged about this on my site, and I am not a travel blogger, but when we were in Cape Town. Okay. And the, the like, little, you know, I had trouble because Ashley tried to, like, prep me before we came to visit her between in South Africa with, like, the black, white, and colored thing. And I st- yeah. it's still really murky for me, but it was, like, I think she was colored, right? But this colored like crackhead oh, like right. assaulted us, <laughs> that's right. and it was so jarring because I'm like, oh my god, I make all this money and I came all the way over here, and how dare crackhead <laughs> kind of tell me I don't belong? <laughs> yeah, I, so I think that was it. like one. Yeah, I, that that would definitely be one, and especially kind of in Cape Town as opposed to Joburg. Johannesburg, um, which tends to be a little more black than Cape Town. Mm. Cape Town is a little more European. And um, yeah, they tend to be a little bit more racist, I guess, in Cape Town, even though that I think is maybe the only that and another instance in Cape Town, but I won't go there. Um, But most noticeably, and when I went to um, Romania and Istanbul for my 30th birthday, um, I, we were first going to Romania and then, um, spending a few days with our friends who lived there. And then we were going to hop over to Istanbul for a couple of days. Um, and when we first were getting off the plane in Romania, the, I forget what airline we flew, but the, the flight attendants were like, are you guys here to do a show? Oh, it was sick. Like the real housewives. Yeah. So it was like, it was four black girls. And so we're like, what? And they're like, are you guys here to do a show? And we're like, yes, actually, we are Beyonce's backup singers and we are here. Oh my God. So, you know, maybe we'll see you this weekend. Like, what? 
And That's then, hilarious. Yes. And then in Istanbul, Istanbul. So when we got to Romania, people kind of looked at us, but it wasn't like a, a bad look. It wasn't like we were fearful or that we were being stared at. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, it actually felt kind of welcome in Romania. When we went to gotcha. Istanbul, it was more um, like intrusive stares. And, mm. and maybe because, you know, Istanbul had a lot of other cultures there as well. Um, but we definitely got stared at. One of my friends is really tall and somebody motioned to her like if she plays basketball or not. <laughs> so definitely that was those two experiences I think have been the most jarring in my travels. I think another one and we were together on this one too. Um and I think it wasn't like it wasn't like a bad thing, but it was kind of like what's happening when we were in Paris. And I felt like sometimes was it because we were American or was it because we were black? Yes, I'm still not quite sure, actually. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I don't know. It was like at first I think they thought we maybe were African and then we were speaking English and it was like, OK, well, they're American. All right. So we. Equally so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So like it was like a double edged sword there. I actually feel like. I would want to go to back to Paris just to see, because I know there are some like black cultural tours in Paris. Um, yes. so I'm like, I know it's black people here. So I definitely want to do a Paris do over. Yeah. Cause it was a beautiful city. It was very, but when people talk, other people talk about it. I don't have that same love for it that other people have. Well, you know, I was talking to another friend actually who travels a lot and she said it was her top three least favorite city. Also, mm. And so I didn't feel that bad about not liking it because she also has traveled a lot and she didn't really care for it either. So I'm like, well, that's great because I didn't. So, And it's weird because I have, I think that's one of, outside of going to Africa, because we went to Paris first. So when we went to Paris, I had like my first mama, I made it travel moment. And I don't know why it was in Paris, but when we saw the Eiffel Tower and I think we were on that bus and we like turned the corner, like I kind of like dropped a few tears, like... Yeah, I'm seeing the Eiffel Tower in person, and I don't know why it was Paris. I don't know why we chose to go to Paris either. I think I don't, <laughs> I don't remember actually why we chose Paris and then Italy. I don't know because Italy is so much more bomb than Paris. I don't Italy care what anybody is, says. Yeah, top three favorite countries. Ah, uh, for sure. Um, see, there's a little tangent, but <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put Paris back, and I also feel like Paris is a, a, a city that I want to maybe go with a man mm-hmm. maybe that'll add a different flavor for it it's definitely a romantic city I could see that I mean that's where Beyonce and them made Blue Ivy allegedly but I'm joking I'm joking I was like wait what is that true <laughs> isn't that what they said on that I little and I have no idea I don't know I thought that's what some I read somewhere I don't know I could be making that up but you <laughs> see a very romantic it is. city and it's a beautiful place so it's just it's absolutely gorgeous felt a little cold to me because the parisians were actually very nice people and i think that helps too yeah exactly they're kind of jerks um so that leads to because we've just named like four or five countries that we've been to in yeah. like a couple of minutes and i know i get it and you travel way more than i do um but I think one of my least favorite things to hear is like when people say, Oh, why didn't you tell me? Oh, crickets. <laughs> or 
I wish I could do that. Like, well, you can. So do you have any tips for people who want to know how they can still cover their responsibilities, but travel inexpensively? Um, I would say a couple of things. So people always say to me, like, you how like you get to travel so much, like, how are you doing this? And I have set my life up to look this way. Um, Ooh, that's a word. I mean, I mean, that's the truth. Like I wanted to travel for free. And so I looked for ways to do that. Um, so in my current job, I do travel um, quite a bit. Um, but I sought out to work there and I've been seeking these travel opportunities. Like not everybody gets to travel like this, but I've, you know, kind of sought out these opportunities to do so. So that's what I want to start out by saying. Um, and then secondly, um, I definitely think travel is attainable. Um, I realize, you know, I'm single, I don't have any kids, so I have more disposable income than perhaps. Um, somebody who's married and has a family. Um, But at the same time, I do think that, you know, while you're not able to go to Paris or go to Italy um, or wherever, you know, five different countries in a year, you are able to, you know, one, save, you know, what little disposable income you do have. And then two, um, travel domestically like there's nothing wrong with um going to and that's actually one of my goals I feel like I do a lot of international travel but I don't get to um perhaps go to places in the United States that I want I I agree with that like I always try to make my goal one domestic and one international trip a year now some years I wild out and do the most Right. But that's always a goal. And I feel like when I can't remember what maybe it was Paris, too. But I think when we were at the Eiffel Tower and I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, I dropped tears because I made it here. And it's little kids. <laughs> that's right. their class trip. Right. And I'm like, you know, it's so many places in America that I haven't even laid eyes on. But here I am in Paris. Exactly. So, I, you know, if you can't make it out of the country, you know, aim to go to the Grand Canyon or, uh, you know, People talk about Miami. I happen to love Miami um, and not even just for the turn up, but for relaxing. And it's a beautiful place. Um, or, you know, there are, you know, there are several other California, places. like it's so many places you can go. Exactly. So um, while you're, you're not able to do, you know, what you want, perhaps you can work up to that. Um, another thing I would say is, you know, besides, um, having a travel savings account, because I do have one of those um, specifically for travel, Um, using your credit card um, for points is another way. Oh, and I'm completely a freak about points. Like I met someone (laughs) the other day, a coworker actually, and we were staying at a Starwoods property and she was there for like six weeks and she had not signed up for their (gasps) program. Oh my God. I mean, I just thought it was so blasphemous. I'm like, why? What are you doing? Like, it's crazy. And I would agree. Like, when I first started traveling, I probably had no real loyalty to anything. Like, you know, wherever's cheap is where I'm going to go. 
But there is something to being loyal to a brand because those points are amazing. They add up. And especially like if you're like me and you're out of the country for six weeks, six to eight weeks, and I'm staying at um, a Starwoods property, that adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten several free, like I've had several free nights, um, because of the points I've accumulated abroad. Um, I recently just flew to Atlanta for the night and I paid $11 for a plane ticket because I had points to use. Yep. So it's like, you need to, you know, kind of accumulate those points and become a member of these loyalty programs. I know Ashley feels a kind of way about Southwest, um, but I did get the Southwest credit card and I was using, I used that to pay like all the monthly bills. So like my cell phone bill, uh, my car insurance, bills that I have to pay anyway. Right. And then when I pay it off, you get the points. So I don't think I've paid for a domestic flight in like two years. Yes. I mean, that if Southwest goes there, then I'm using my points. <laughs> yes. And let me just put a disclaimer. I feel like I'm the only person that does not really care for Southwest among <laughs> people I know. But I just literally cannot stand the come as you are seating. I cannot it, take it. It makes me crazy. It's so but, stressful. You know what I do now? Like, I just don't even care. Like, as soon as I get to the airport, that's I guess because I don't pay for the flight. Then when I get to the airport, I'm like, all right, how much do I got to pay for the A1 through A15? Right. <laughs> and it's usually like $25. And I'm like, all right, thanks. I mean, Cause I just can't, I can't be bothered with it anymore. Exactly. I, I, it makes me crazy. I like having a nice seat, specified seat, 15A, <laughs> a nice window seat. Um, but anyway, other than that, Southwest is fine. I mean, that's my only qualm with them. That is their, I mean, if... If they could change that, and I don't understand why they don't. I don't either. I, well, I guess it's another way for them to make money. The same thing. I yeah, because I'm paying twenty five dollars a flight. Yeah, and they're <laughs> so not upgrade. charging for bags. They're char- they got to charge for something. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, um, so you were saying the domestic versus international, and. I agree. Like I I said, like I have this bucket list of places that I want to go internationally and I've started kind of writing in places um, domestically too, because I overlook it so much. And I was talking to someone, it's like even places that I've gone in the country as a child that I haven't gone as an adult, like Chicago. I don't think I've been there since like eighth grade. (laughs) I've never been to Chicago. I was actually. All right. So we're going. (laughs) Because it's like I've been all these places internationally and have not been to Chicago or, you know, my first time in L.A. was last year. So I'm like trying to, you know, do more domestic stuff as well. And I, I think another tip I would throw out there for people who want to travel is like you have to have somebody who's ready to go. Or you have to be ready to go by yourself. Right. Because if you spend time waiting, you'll never go anywhere. So Ashley's definitely on that list for me. And I think I have probably like two other people that depending on the type of trip, I know I can call and be like, you want to book it? Let's go. Right. (laughs) And someone puts it on their credit card and you PayPal or cash them the money. Exactly. That's how it rolls. I have a a list of about three or four people that that applies to as well. Um, and And I'm so sad because Ashley's list, you know. You guys know I'm down because my stupid appendix took all my leave and I'm in a rebuilding mode right now. Um, 
So I'm missing out on all of Ashley's trips. <laughs> oh, no. Well, last year you did a big thing. You came to Zambia and South Africa. So that was really great. It was. It was um, amazing. I'm sure there will be others. I'm sure we'll make it. Yeah. And then one more <gasps> tip I had was just making travel a priority. Um, you know, I refuse to get a new car because I don't want to pay for it. And so <laughs> I can have money to do you know, what I want to do, whether that be travel or whatever. So I definitely think, you know, when you make travel a priority, you know, things can kind of come together. That is true. And, you know, I joke about that. And like Ashley said, like last year, I went to visit her in Zambia and South Africa. And literally, I think I know I'm I'm so blessed that in like, I think it was like, what, two and a half months we put that trip together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, who can do that? <laughs> so I'll, yeah i'm gonna shut up on my complaining but it's just amazing because it's april 23rd and i have not been on a plane this year have you not i have not been on a plane this year a record i think it is <laughs> so yeah i think that's why i'm like oh this sucks because but i have i did a lot the last two years so i'm okay by sitting still for it most. 120 days and half of it's in, you know thanks to you well, I'm glad. <laughs> I want and this for anybody who knows me personally and is listening if you see me somewhere you want to come visit just reach out I'm always you know you can definitely stay with me I mean depending on how well I know you I mean <laughs> but you know if you feel comfortable always reach out and I can definitely give you some tips tricks or whatever about wherever you want to visit and if she can't then they're on will drink for travel.com exactly that plug exactly. <laughs> all right ashley we're gonna do a quick little uh quick fire so i'm gonna name something and i just want you to answer it i might share in on some of these um not all of them but maybe some okay so the first one is what has been your favorite country you've traveled to South Africa. I knew you were going to say that. I mean, it has. I love South Africa. I think it's because, can you hear that beeping or is that just me? Um, I love I can South Africa. But it's not a big deal. Okay. <laughs> um, South Africa was the first country I've been to where at customs, the person said, Welcome home, my sister. And I was oh. like, Yes. Oh my God. Like, yes, I'm home. Um, and I just love the culture there. All the people I've met have been so amazing and they take hospitality to a new level. Like they make me want to be a better host when people are visiting me in Baltimore or DC. Um, I've just, I just felt like that is my country. And also, I did 23andMe Ancestry results, and both of my parents have, like, Southern Africa kind of lineage. I mean, ah. so in my mind, I'm like, yes, these are my people. And I have, like, tribal names, you know, from the people I met. So, like, I feel like South Africa is, like, my place. That's it. Yeah. Okay, well, then this, you know, maybe you might answer, this might help with this one. Your favorite city? Cape Town, for sure. <laughs> I mean... Honestly, you, I have such trouble with this because and I think, too, because you went to Cape Town so much that I could see if I if I go more times, I could see it. But like my top three 
are Cape Town, London, and Rome. Okay. And we went to all of those together. (laughs) We did. And I would say those are my top cities as well. Like, I love London and I love Rome. Um, Yeah, those are... For for different reasons, I guess. London. Me too. Very different reasons for each one. Yeah, like, London is super metropolitan and, you know, it was more diverse than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And Rome, I just felt like I love the feeling of stepping off a metro and then the Coliseum. Coliseum is across the street. (laughs) Like that is insane. And then the food. Oh my God. In Rome. It was like, no matter where we went, the food was amazing. I mean, amazing. (sighs) And I also think that it happened that we asked locals where to go. Mm -hmm. And so that also helped with, I think our experience, because I've had people say they don't, they didn't really like the food in Italy. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. How? How? It was like everywhere we went was so delicious. And nowhere I've been has the pasta compared since, really. Or the pizza, for that matter. Or the gelato. Or the gelato. Exactly. Where we went twice a day some days. So. I literally shed tea. I still say this. The meal that we had in Milan it's still the best meal I've ever had in my life. It's it was very delicious, and we didn't even order that meal. I don't know if you remember, we didn't. but the waiter they was like, like, "This I'm gonna do this for you," and he, they ordered everything for us, and it was amazing. And it was like a six course meal. <laughs> it wasn't even like a flashy restaurant. It wasn't it like wasn't. you know, it was very humble, a very humble place, but it was like the most delicious meal. I I literally shed tears on that meal, guys. Oh, I have like, a picture to prove it. Like I dropped tears, like it. <laughs> Nothing compares. And I went back um, to Italy on a cruise. And it's just not fair because it's just like I could spend three weeks in Italy, I think, easily. Um, And the food, it's like in these little seaside towns. You know, I'm walking down the street in Sorrento and this old Italian man is handing me a piece of focaccia with pesto on it. And I literally almost cried. Like Kim was like are you okay? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that I'm going to go back. And I brought like jaws of pesto to come. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm kind of obsessed with pesto right now, oddly enough. Oh, God, funny. it was so good. Oh, okay. We got, oh, so well, well. Yeah, well, I, I want to explain why Cape Town, because I like, um, I like being around water and beaches and I, that is like my happy place. And okay. Cape Town to me is just like, it marries so many different kind of landscapes. There are mountains, there are beaches, there is a city. Um, you know, you can go outside of Cape Town and you have these like really cute little towns. And it's just like, to me, like such a marrying of a lot of different things. Um, I did a road trip throughout the country, um, for a week and, I mean, it was just beautiful. I just really don't feel like I've seen a more beautiful place than than South Africa and Cape Town. Yeah, Cape Town was gorgeous. Like, I guess I didn't know what to expect and I had seen pictures, but it really is. And it was, I, I, I said this to someone, like it was really weird because you would, be one place in Cape Town and it's like, okay, this reminds you of New York. Yeah. And then you'd be on, um, what was that? Uh, Camps Bay. And you're like, okay, this is like the total Miami feel. And Long Street reminded you of New Orleans with the cast iron yeah. porches. Yeah. Like it, it was just, 
It really is a great city. It really is. And I'm going back this year and I'm so excited. It's I, I mean, when you step off the plane, like I people say, oh, it's so beautiful. But I don't really think you're prepared. Like I stepped off the plane as, and I was in the taxi. I'm like, where am I right now? Like, is this? Yeah. It felt kind of like a, the Caribbean, too. And then it's like that... Um... I think it was Clinton Beach or something, if I'm making that up. But we were standing there and you're looking and it's palm trees and you're standing in sand, but you're looking at a huge mountain. Yeah. And then you have like these outdoor restaurants and boutiques. It really was just like, where, like you said, like, where am I? Yes, exactly. I love it. Yeah, good one. (laughs) Okay. Your favorite airline. Um, that is hard. (laughs) I, I don't particularly care for like airlines that are based in America. And I don't want to say American airlines because I don't want people to think that I'm talking about that specific airline Mm -hmm. airlines based in America. So American Delta United, I don't really care for any of them because I think, I think that they just, they They get it wrong. They get it wrong. To me, it's like the hospitality. Like I've been on 45 minute flights on a local airline in Africa and they will give you had a whole meal. I mean, honestly, like that flight from Romania to Italy, we had an entire breakfast and it's like a 45 hour, 45 minute hour flight. And we had breakfast and a nice drink. It's like I can fly from here, from Baltimore to L.A. And all I'm getting is (laughs) honestly. It is absurd. I mean, it's just absurd. And, you know, so if I could... Little amenities, kids, exactly. little toothbrush. Exactly. So I just feel like foreign airlines tend to get it more right. Um, I like British Airways and I like KLM. Um, they're based in um, the Netherlands. Um, and all, you know, they all have kind of partners with these American airlines. So even if you get points um um with like delta delta is a klm partner so when you fly klm you'll still get those points on your delta account and that's crucial because yeah when we went to visit um in south africa and zambia i think we flew delta um going over but coming back we flew a delta partner Mm -hmm. but we still got all those points exactly so so yeah, I would say um, I know I'm not flown Emirates, so I don't know, but that seems to be a favorite. I want to fly people. them, and um, I want to fly Turkish. Oh, see, that's exactly. I flew Turkish from Romania to Istanbul, and that's where I got the full breakfast because they are just amazing. <laughs> I, I just I can't explain that enough. Yeah, I want to. Think of those are the two that I would want to fly. Yeah. Definitely Emirates. Definitely Emirates. Um, I've flown quite a bit. Like, I've flown South African. It's not, like, amazing, but I didn't hate it. Um, I still felt like it was better than, Ameri- like, any American airline. Oh, for airline. sure. And the food <laughs> is, like, not bad. Like, it's it actually kind of good. I mean, aside from, you know, it being a lot of sodium because you have to reheat it. But otherwise, I mean, it's really good. I think the only bad meal I want to say is when we were flying into Zambia from Johannesburg and they gave us bangers and mash. <laughs> I it, 
Have you- I liked it. I don't think Dan liked it though. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I flown British Airways in Africa. But yeah, yeah that I doesn't think- sound good. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, and I think it was one of those things where it was like, God, I was so hungry because I don't think we got a chance to eat in the airport or something. Yeah, and so it was like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, I think Dan like really ate her mashed potatoes, but. Um, <laughs> I, don't I was like, you know what? Had- I gotta eat this protein. I don't even think we had bangers and mash in London when we went. So, what is the last one we'll do? What's the th- your like your favorite beach that you've been to? That would have to be Zanzibar. Um, so fancy. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I was in Tanzania for work, so it did not cost me a lot to get there. It's only like a forty-five minute flight, or an hour and a half ferry from mainland Tanzania. Um, But it was amazing. Like, I still feel like I have not been to a beach that is comparable since. Okay. Um, I mean, just the clearness of the water, the tranquility of, you know, being in Zanzibar. I, I just, I can't explain it. It was, it's still the most amazing place I've been. Yeah, your pictures were gorgeous. Yeah. I was going to say, I think my favorite beach um, was the one we went to in Abu Dhabi. Also a very pretty beach. Yeah. Yeah, that was like pretty pristine. It was, and exactly. The sand was very clean and the water was clear. Actually, when we went to Cartagena, was that beach? That water was that nice. That water was nice, yes. Yeah. Well, the beach was okay, but the water was nice. The water was nice. And you know where else I'm going to say surprisingly? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say um, it's one of the beaches in San Diego. Okay. I, I want to say it's Cornando Beach. The sand had like gold flip like oh, it was like gold in it i remember your it was, pictures yeah it was so pretty but i do not like uh the pacific ocean because that was cold as hell okay like i'm like we're 10 miles from mexico why is this water so cold right and it was like 92 degrees but the water was like ice I was not a fan of that but the beach was pretty okay i have to get there all right, so we're going to go into the dreaded group travel. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we've successfully and unsuccessfully traveled with a group. Um, yeah. So tips for those people who want to plan group trips. What would you say? Um, The top tip being go with people that you've traveled with before. Because everyone has different traveling styles and it becomes very apparent very quickly when you are in a group setting and your group is not on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely go with people that you've traveled with before or that you know very well and know that you have the same goal when you are visiting um, a location because... You know, some people like to go shopping and, you know, do different things when they go travel. And 
shopping is never at the top of my list. Like, don't ask me to go mm-hmm. shopping when unless we are, you know, going to a local market or something like that. But don't ask me to go to the mall because I don't want to go. They have the same stores and around the world, you know, most places yes. now we're living in a global economy. So no, I don't want to go shopping. I want to experience the city or the you know country as it is. Um, so make sure you have the same goals um, when you're visiting a location with friends. Um, and then also, you know, know your strengths. I know that I am not a good map person. So, <laughs> you know, or like direction. So when I'm with someone who's better at that, you know, I'll give my two cents where I can, but I'm definitely going to let them, you know, kind of lead that effort. Um I'm more, I'm better at like kind of planning itineraries. Like what can we see in the limited amount of days that we have? Um, so that is where I would shine. Um, so know the strengths amongst your group and play up to those strengths. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. And then also, um, you know, relax. Like you're on vacation to have a good time. Um chill out like (laughs) people sometimes to me can get a little uptight you know and I'm just like it's really just not that serious like whatever we're gonna do we're gonna have a great time so just let's just figure it out and relax I don't know no I agree I think from one um group travel experience I definitely learned like who I need to travel with for certain trips so it's some people like Ashley I know she's definitely someone if I want to do an exploration trip I will a- actually I could travel with Ashley anywhere it doesn't exactly. matter I'm like I'm but a it, yeah I'm, but it's some friends where I'm like you know what she is the perfect beach bomb vacation um I think I went on a vacation with one friend and literally one day I don't think we left the hotel room I and mean, we just went to Fort Lauderdale which I like actually over Miami but that's just me um and it's like the little resort that we go to. I think one day we just ordered room service. We went to the beach and then came back to the room and slept. Right. And ordered room service again. So I know like that's not something Ashley might be into. I mean, it depends so on the type like, of vacation. Yeah. So I think you really do need to have that conversation up front. And if you're going to someplace amazing in a limited amount of time, kind of gauge what people want to see right because like um like ashley said maybe if it's a big group instead of all six of you trying to go to see the coliseum then maybe three of you go to the coliseum and three of you go shopping right exactly. <laughs> um so like i guess my tip would be like don't be afraid to break up like the whole group doesn't have to do everything together yes and i would say also like don't be afraid to go and do what you want to do, even though you're on a group trip. Like you paid your money and you should be able to see and experience everything you want to. So. Yeah. Cause I recently went on a trip last year and I felt like it was a certain, um, monument that if you went to this location, like everyone wants to see it. Right. And so we, we kind of went about out of our way to get there for this, you know one person in the group who hadn't been there and they didn't seem interested in it at all and i'm like well shit we could <laughs> we could have just went ahead and did what we wanted to do so 
Yeah, it's like have those conversations. Yeah, definitely make a, a list of priorities. Yeah, that's cute. All right. I, I know when I travel, and I think you probably get it too from friends and family, people are always like, oh, aren't you afraid to go abroad? Aren't you afraid to go? Don't you see what's happening in the world? So how do you combat that or like try to stay aware of your surroundings where you are to make sure that you stay safe? Um, yes, I do get that quite a bit from my family. Um, and my answer to that is, I mean, I work in Washington, D.C., so (laughs) anything, anything can happen anywhere. Like you can't be afraid to live your life. Um, I can't be afraid, you know, obviously I'm not going to Afghanistan or Iraq, but you know, I can't be afraid to go and experience the things that I have the desire to experience. Like life is just too short. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, um, sign up for the state department, um, alerts. So that's a good tip. Cause I don't think a lot of people know about that. Yeah, I think it's called step if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Um, and you can go on their website and put in your dates of travel, your location, where you're going. Um, and, um, they will send you alerts in case there are any, um, for, um, wherever you're visiting so that you're aware of what's happening. Um, and then I kind of also do like a Google search before I go anywhere, like what's happening. Like I know I'll be in Kenya later this year during the election. So that's something I kind of want to pay attention to. Um, also I would say, um, just use your, use common sense. Don't be a dummy. I mean, Mm -hmm. I am from Baltimore, so I, (laughs) you know, I'm not walking down dark alleys by myself at night. You know, I'm always kind of, you know, just using the tools I'm already equipped with to make good decisions. Like, you know, I wouldn't walk down a dark alley at home. Why would I do that somewhere else? I'm not that familiar with. Um, And I think sometimes too, like you mentioned that, um, kind of using your own street smarts and I can think of like two times where we traveled together (laughs) where it's not that we weren't smart. Um, but I think, (laughs) well, maybe one, (laughs) you'll know what I say. I think one, maybe we weren't smart, but I'm going to say two, I think, it's nice to travel with people who are also aware. So this one time we were in Carousel and we went to this beach party and our friend got sick. Okay. So we left the other half of our group at the beach party and Ashley and I, we said, you know, we'll get a cab and take our friend home. Yeah. But there were no cabs. (laughs) So we had to get in like a hack and everybody from Baltimore knows what a hack is, which is like unofficial Uber pretty much. And I think the guy was drunk, Ashley, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I remember. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. But he wasn't driving erratically or anything. No. But he definitely wasn't going the route that we came. Right. And I love that Ashley and I were in tune to that. And in my mind, but we weren't saying anything to each other about it. 
And I remember we were at this light, and I'm like, if we don't drive past that Coca-Cola sign and see that bridge soon, we yeah. getting out this car. Yeah. But I don't know where, where we would have gone in the middle of this island. And we get to the light, and we both looked over at the same time, and we both let out. Whew. <laughs> I remember that. Because we saw the bridge. Yeah. We saw the bridge. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, it's like, I don't know, like, what if that was a terrible situation? Like, I don't know what we would have done. Like, it was three of us. I think, and he was drunk. I definitely think we could have took we him. Definitely we definitely would have taken him. Um, well, that was one situation. And the other one, I'll never forget this one. When we were in Paris... <laughs> oh god i don't remember you know and we we got into the we we didn't get an official cab and we followed the guy into the garage when we were leaving oh, the airport yes i do remember and and the thing is i laugh about it looking back because everybody felt uneasy about it but none of us spoke up and said anything yeah. and i even i felt so uneasy about it that i snapped a picture of his license plate and sent it to my uncle back in the States. Like, shit, <laughs> if we get taken, <laughs> at least somebody got the license plate. <laughs> they can start from there. But it turned out to be fine, and he was helpful. And I don't know start... why none of us said anything. I don't remember. That's what I don't get. Like, none of us spoke up, but you could feel the tension in the cab, in the van. You know, and, you know, that was young in our travel career. So, yeah, know. we were what, like 24 or something? Yeah, we definitely learned a lot since then. <laughs> I would also say go with your gut because that my gut has always served me well. Like I've traveled alone abroad and, um, you know, meeting people and, you know, you kind of have to be a little trusting of people, you know, when you're by yourself and, you know, you need to get around or you want to go somewhere or do something like, you know, you kind of have to go with your gut. And I, you know, I don't know if you know perhaps somebody's gut doesn't serve them well I don't know that's up to you to decide but you know just listening to your instincts um is also very key when traveling like if something doesn't feel right then it's probably it's not right yeah it's not right yeah so I think those are the only two times and I felt unsafe but it was like wait a minute what's happening um but I'll never forget I'll never forget either one but I just laugh at the one in Carousel like at the same moment we were both like we saw that bridge and we were like okay we're good so hilarious okay so where are you mentioned Kenya where else are you headed to next um I'm headed to Miami for a couple of days um honestly I really wanted to go and just have a nice relaxing beach and warm weather and just a relaxing good time with some cocktails. That's all I wanted um, for my birthday in May. And then I'll be headed to South Africa and Kenya um, this summer. So I'll be gone all summer to here. I know I'm a little bit sad, but I'll get over it. Um, and, um, I'm hopeful that I will be able to spend like a week in West Africa at some point, um, later this year for work as well. Oh. Yeah. So, and I just got back from Guatemala for six weeks. So I've, it's been a good year and I went to Seattle and Vancouver for like a, and that was personal for a, a weekend trip with my friend. So I've done quite a bit, but it's still a little bit slower than last year. Last year I was like in Zambia for most of the year. So it's nice to be home and just kind of have breaks in between my trips. Yeah. 
you did do a lot, but it paid off um, for me last year. So <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> yes, it was great. I'm telling you, everyone who says that I travel a lot, you just heard what she's doing this year. So she travels way more I know, but than I, I do. And I'm excited to go back to Africa, honestly. Like when I started my blog in 2014, you know, that was my first time on the continent in Tanzania and I fell in love. Um, I could not wait to get back. So spending the year last year in Zambia, going back and forth to South Africa was just amazing. So um like I said, I'll be going back to South Africa, my favorite place, and then spending six weeks in Kenya as well. So I'm excited to get there. I just love the continent. Like every place I've been, I've just loved it so much. Yeah, it was, you know, you know, going last year for the first time, it's just like, all right, well, now I have a list of like 12 African countries I want to go to immediately. And yeah. it was that um I don't know that sense of family like like you said like everyone's like welcome home my sister yes I mean it's just it was just said, dope. like going to a place where people you feel like people look like you like they might they yes. might not think they might they could tell I'm not Zambian or whatever um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I didn't feel like I didn't belong like I felt like that everybody looked like me so there's just something to be said, I think, for, you know, just having that kind of welcoming experience. And I definitely think even in Zambia, like, I wasn't there as long as you were, obviously. But I think it was a sense of, too, like, especially where we were down near Victoria Falls, like, maybe they don't encounter Black Americans often. Because mm-hmm. it seems like just as how we were intrigued by them, they were intrigued by us. Oh, yeah. Because it just seemed like it, it didn't even seem like it was that many white Americans down there because everyone seemed to be either European or from. Or, yeah. Um, but it wasn't that many even Amer- white Americans there. So, yeah, I definitely think. Um, especially like South Africa, I think it's a lot of play. Uh, it's definitely more, you know, metropolitan than perhaps Lusaka, Zambia was. So, you know, more people will travel to South Africa. So someplace like you know, not as traveled to by, you know, Black Americans like Zambia. Um, You know, it's nice being able to just show them that we're out there, we're interested, and, you know, that we go places and we travel too, so. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we're going to get ready to wrap up. So if you can tell us what's next for Will Drink for Travel, um, your website where everyone can find you on the internet. Yeah, so we'll drink for travel. Um, can be located at willdrinkfortravel.com. Um, we are coming out with uh, merchandise very soon within the next Woo-hoo. month. So, um, <laughs> t-shirts, flask, and beach towels is what I'm starting out with. Um, but I hope everyone will like um, the t-shirts and you know merchandise coming out. Um, also, be sure to subscribe to We'll Drink for Travel TV. I upload a vlog of my travels, um, I would say about once a month. Um, so look out for those. And then Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Um, I think I hit all the major ones. So We'll Drink for Travel on all platforms. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on, Ashley. I appreciate it. On uh, the Boonie Breakdown, I appreciate it. Yes, yes. So, um, 
everyone go follow ashley where she told you to on instagram snapchat uh follow her travels because she really does post really dope stuff when she's away and we can all live vicariously through her (laughs) i love answering questions and i love talking to people so always feel free to reach out i always respond all right thanks ashley thanks bye all right guys that's it for episode 12 i want to thank ashley again for coming on be sure to check out her website and follow her on all social media we'll travel.com especially youtube she does some really really good videos there guys so please be sure to follow her um again if you have any topics comments suggestions want to be on ask boonie you can send those to the boonie breakdown at gmail.com go read all the blog posts you missed the booniebreakdown.com. i think that's it guys so until next time oh.